morning, everyone. Welcome. This is Robin Sills from St. Mary's Hospital. Welcome to Medically Speaking in the Morning. I don't know. When you come to do the morning show and all these people are usually Johnny and I are by ourselves in the nighttime. So it's nice and quiet. We're very organized. But when you throw Tom Shoot into the mix, yeah. all heck all heck breaks <laughs> loose. I pulled it back. <laughs> pulled it back. So good morning. Thank you for joining us this morning. Um, Robin Sills again. We are medically speaking this morning and we're medically speaking on women's services um, we at St. Mary's Hospital um, have really worked very hard to um, put together a really strong team of providers and we're really excited to say we have over 46 female providers in our system with a variety of specialties from primary care all the way through endocrinology, um, breast surgery gastroenterology and of course OBGYN services and that's what we're going to focus on today so I have um, on the phone with me today, Dr. Arena Magadina. Hi, Doc. Hello. Good morning. Did you know you were caller number five and you won? You were almost going to win those tickets? I, I, <laughs> I was very excited. What were they tickets for, by the way? Uh, seven oh, Angels. Ooh. Seven Angels tomorrow night. I'm, I know. I may, have to call. I may have to hang up and call again. Yeah. Oh, we're too late. Too late. Too late. So actually, number six won, right, Tom? Oh. Actually, number six won. Poor Poor Dr. Well, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, I have to say, I initially called about a minute before that, and I was only calling number three, and I got disconnected. Oh yeah. Then I called again, and I was calling number five. She was three and five. Was three and five. <laughs> I was afraid that was going to happen. I'm like, I, oh my god, he's going to hang have, up. I may have rigged the system. You rigged the yet. system. Well, the person that won is very excited that you did. Well, good. I'm very happy to <laughs> So, Dr. Magadine, I may have to be their date. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You should have one of those tickets. So whoever won, call back. Maybe we can connect. Them. You could have a girls' night out. That's right. You need that with your kids all night long. Yeah. <laughs> so, Doctor Magadina, thank you so much for joining us. And you know, you, I, I want to talk a little bit about your specialty. So, you're OBGYN with us with uh, Naugatuck Valley Women's Health Specialist in St. Mary's Hospital, now part of mm-hmm. the Trinity Health of New England Medical Group. And a little bit about your history. You received your medical de- degree from the University of Connecticut School of Medicine, mm-hmm. which is near and dear to my heart. I always love to be able to tout that with our docs. Mm-hmm. Um, you completed your residency in OBGYN at UConn. And you also are a fellow of the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology. And I know that, you know, you've been with us how long? Oh, uh, a little over seven years now. Oh, my God. Has it been seven yeah, years? it's flown by. It has flown I, I by. Yeah. It yeah. has flown by. And so, I don't think I've aged at all. No, not at all. You've <laughs> not aged at all. I'm the one that's getting older. You're staying the same. <laughs> You're staying the same. We are so excited to see the group, your group, grow. And over the last yeah. couple of years, we've been, you've been able to recruit two more female OBGYNs, Dr. Yeah. Garbone, who was on with me, me on too. Wednesday, and Dr. Rachel Leonardi, which is huge. Yeah. Yes, and also um, Jessica Bursell, a physician assistant. That's right, um, Jessica, Jessica Bursell. with us. Uh, gosh, it's, it's been a, over a year, maybe close to two years. 
and the two and the two and the two male anchors, Dr. Myra Carabini yeah. and Dr. <laughs> David Polk, they have to deal with yeah. all the estrogen in the middle, right? That's right. That's you know, right. they're getting outnumbered. You get they're getting outnumbered. Well, a couple of things, you know, I know we're definitely want to focus on today because it was part of our conversation Wednesday evening, but we didn't get to spend the whole program on it. And I think it's one of the biggest I think it's one of the biggest age groups that um, you see and deal with is that perimenopausal woman into menopause. And I, I definitely want to focus on that because I think it's 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 one of those things you and I talked about that all women face and they start it at different points mm-hmm. and they start to see changes at different points. So right. maybe let's talk I, a little bit about that perimenopausal time and what you see sure. in your office. Yeah, you know, I, it's it's on a daily basis that I see women coming in for their yearly visits or even for a problem visit. Um, women as young as in their mid-30s who come in just because they're starting to feel different hormonally. Mm. Um, either their moods are different or their periods are different. Um, and they just don't understand what's going on. And, you know, really the thing to point out is if we count back from menopause, so if you think that menopause on average occurs around age 50, 51, um, the perimenopausal period can start up to 10 years before that, you know, sometimes five years, sometimes 10 years. And there are women who go through menopause a lot earlier than 50. So there are women who go through menopause at age 45. That's still considered normal. And uh, five, 10 years before that puts you in your mid-30s. And so it's not unusual to start seeing the hormonal changes associated with perimenopause um, that then leads to menopause as young as in your mid-30s, late-30s. So you'll see uh, fluctuating levels of estrogen and progesterone, which can produce changes in the menstrual cycle, changes in the mood. It's really the mood changes, I think, that are more apparent that really make people stop and think about what's going on and why is this happening to me. So when you look at that, I mean, there's other things that go along with that too. So, you know, women, some women in their mid to their late thirties, if they're just starting to see some of those changes, some of those women are trying to start families too. Right. 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 So that must come into play. Absolutely. Uh, When we see women who are delaying childbearing, um, and delaying starting their family until this decade of life, um, and that's definitely something to think about. And it doesn't mean that women can't have children right. at this point in their lives, but um, sometimes it's an issue. And so um, it's definitely something that I address with them if they're waiting until this point in their lives to start having the family, um, if they've been trying to conceive for a few months and nothing is happening and they're um, practicing timed intercourse right. for several months, then I'll be quicker to refer them to someone who can help them or quicker to initiate the infertility workup myself. Right. If that's appropriate. Right. And, you know, when you look at that period of the woman's life and them starting wanting to start families, there's a whole host of other things that go along with that, too, because they have the mood fluctuation. And right. then some of them probably have been on the birth control pill or other methods for a period right. of time. And right. when they come off of it, that must really affect their cycles, too, and must be harder to get them back on track. It does. It does. But I think the other thing, another way to think about and, and what I remind women of all the time is, Women in this uh, part of their lives have a lot on their plate. 
they're often raising small children. They right. have jobs. They have a lot of responsibilities at home. They're driving their kids to and from. And I, to be honest, this is what I'm dealing with, right. too. Right. So, uh, you know, to be juggling all of this is very stressful. And when on top of it all, you have these changes in your hormone levels, changes in your menstrual patterns, you sometimes feel like you're at your wit's end and you just don't know what to do. And um, to feel like you're losing control over your body right. is very stressful and frightening. Um, and to be able to, you know, to be given an explanation for what is going on right. and to be able to have tools for managing it is, I think, very important and gives women some control over their lives again. What are some of the tools that you talk about with women? Well, I think, um, you know, as far as just healthy lifestyle right. and some kind of um, mindfulness and wellness just when it comes to lifestyle, so healthy diet, regular exercise, I think that's very, very important. Um, making sure that you're getting nutrients from your diet, making sure that you're doing something for yourself every day, whether it's exercise or meditation or yoga, um, I think that's very important. So carving out some time for yourself just to have some kind of sanity and peace of mind. Um, and, and not all women do that, and the importance of that is, is absolutely essential. Um, and then when it comes to the hormonal changes, sometimes um, adding some kind of hormone to balance. So essentially a low-dose birth control pill sometimes can be right. very helpful. And when you look at it not as a method of contraception, but just something to balance right. um, the fluctuating hormone levels, when you look at it in that way, it can provide that little bit to um, help the rhythm of things and and it can make a world of difference you know you mentioned diet and i know that um you have a nutritionist too that you work with um in the office as a matter of fact jen thomas right yes jennifer thomas jennifer thomas so Mm -hmm. she's actually going to do a program with us too um very soon and so what are some of the things that she can do for this population or that maybe you go to her for Yes. You know, she's very good about working with people one-on-one, looking at what they're eating, doing a meal plan that's very targeted to a woman's specific needs. And it's not just about weight loss. I think people have this preconceived notion that they would go see a nutritionist or a registered dietitian just to lose weight. But it's not just about that. I think women um, should realize that what they eat really affects how they feel. So if um, women are fatigued throughout the day, um, if women are feeling bloated or they have a lot of GI symptoms or they have a lot of bladder issues um, or they are very achy, a lot of dietary changes can impact the way they feel. So it's not just about weight loss. It's really about wellness. So... um, doing an elimination diet or just tweaking some things and reducing uh, inflammation can really affect um, and improve just how you feel on a day-to-day basis. And having someone sit down with you one-on-one and working through that and explaining how these foods and what you're putting into your body can affect you is essential because, you know, you don't think about it on a day-to-day basis, especially when you're dealing with family, kids, 
driving. Oh. You know, you're, you're not. That's the last thing about your, uh, what you're thinking about when you're just at the grocery store trying to pile things into your grocery cart. I watch my daughter. You know, she had her third, and I, and I mm-hmm. see her juggling work and the kids and school. You know, the after you know the after school, and and I think to myself. Right. I remember when my kids were young like that, my mom actually <laughs> retired because yeah. there was just, it, there was only so much you can do. But I was yeah. literally 10 years younger than her yes. at that point. And, you know, she's approaching, she'll be 37. So her body's definitely going through those changes. And, you know, watching it happen, you know, everything you're saying is resonating with me. And I'm sure that mm-hmm. there are women out in our audience now that either have daughters or themselves right. that are going through it. And knowing that there's a nutritionist and there's, you know, having this within your group, I think is huge because there's a mm-hmm. resource. You're not just telling them at the doc as the doctor, right. you know, you can say, listen, right. we have someone here you can talk to. Right. Absolutely. So they're not just walking out the door saying, okay, what should I buy to eat? Yeah, tell me I have exactly. to eat better. What does that mean? I know what I should do. Exactly. I could Google it, but right. having someone right. there to help you is huge. Right. It's really about treating the whole person and supporting them through every step of the way. Absolutely. We, um, being part of Trinity Health of New England here um, in Hartford, there is a um, integrative wellness department there. So we're going to start partnering with them and bringing more of those services our way between meditation and all those things, mm-hmm. acupuncture. We think those are huge things to be able to incorporate down here for women's health. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. When we do another program, I'll make sure that all those compliments of services are there for your lecture. Because mm-hmm. just teasing you, but you're definitely going to have a lecture soon. It's about Good. time that we get you back out there. Yeah. So Johnny's awesome. telling me we have to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to focus on that menopausal woman. We'll be right Mm -hmm. back. Sounds good. Welcome back, everyone. This is Robin Sills from St. Mary's Hospital, Trinity Health of New England. Welcome to Medically Speaking in the Morning. And we are, again, focusing on women's services because we are growing by leaps and bounds um, to provide great health care for women in our community because women are definitely the consumers of health care. And so we have on the phone with us today one of our OBGYNs, Dr. Arena Magadina. Hi, Doc. Hello. Are you home without the kids right now? No, I, I'm actually home with my kids. Oh, oh they're home. Son, my three and a half year old. Oh, That's you have a three one. and a half year old. Yeah. All right. All right. I thought maybe I'm, you had this me time that we were just talking about. <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> no me time for you. <laughs> no, not today. And today I worked out. Old... I treat to, to spend some time with my little one. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, it's Mommy, mommy and fun time. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. It, you know, it's funny. My daughter called me this morning. She goes, I'm home today. She said, because the older one had the stomach bug last night. But she says, now oh. everybody's happy. I'm home and it doesn't oh. seem like anybody's yeah. sick. I said, oh, just enjoy yeah. the day. Just yeah. enjoy the day. You, they, <laughs> those days come few and far between. Absolutely. So the beginning of the program, we were talking a bit about the perimenopausal woman. And, you know, we know that, you know, through time that, of course, leads us to menopause. And that is is one of the biggest life changes I think a woman will go through. And you see it every day. So let's talk a little bit about that typical patient that you see in your office. Yeah. Yeah, You know, um, I think women experience menopause very differently mm. from each other, and uh, one one woman's experience is very different from another's. Right. Um, I think the first thing that some women will start to notice is changes in their menstrual cycles. Mm. Um, 
and periods can take on any number of different changes. They can become longer, shorter, they can skip, or they can become more frequent. They can become heavier or lighter. So there's really, the, the best way I can describe it is that they will just become different. Yeah. Um, and then the culmination of it is that they stop. And before right. they stop, they just space out. So they become much less frequent. You can go for months without having a period until they stop. And really the definition of menopause is no periods for a year. Right. But before you get there, you have to go through this, it's like this initiation process, right? Oh, so, oh. <laughs> like sorority initiation. Oh, you have awful. to go through this, this awful time before you reach this, you know, uh, period of, of, of no more bleeding. And, and the other um, thing that people say is, well, um, how long does menopause last? Well, once you're in menopause, you're always in menopause because once you've stopped having periods, You'll always be in this phase of life where you've stopped ovulating. Right. You've stopped making um, estrogen and progesterone from your ovaries. And menopause is permanent. Now, symptoms of menopause, which most typically are hot flashes, night sweats, um, dryness um, in the vaginal area, um, decreased libido, um, sleeplessness, mood changes, those symptoms can get worse for a period of time, and then sometimes they subside, sometimes they don't. Sometimes women are stuck with these symptoms for a very, very long time. Yeah, years. Whether or not (laughs) it goes away or not, I can't predict. Right, right. Um, So once in menopause, you're always going to be in menopause. Um, But whether or not the symptoms will go away, you just have to wait and see. So one of the most debilitating things for a lot of women is definitely the hot flashes. And is that what drives women to you saying, you just got to, you got to help me. You've got to help me with these hot flashes and they're looking for some kind of fix. Right. It's, it's one of these things that can really ruin your day. It can ruin your night. Um, It's so uncomfortable for women because they feel like everyone can see it on them. Um, There's no hiding it. When you get flushed, you have that bead of sweat on your lip, and it's it's like you're wearing the scarlet letter for oh, yeah. a lot of women because everyone can see it, and, right. it, and it just ruins your day at work, right. at home, um, everywhere. And so that's really what leads women to seek help. Yeah, um, and, and, and there is help. Right, that's and what do you do? What do you usually do? So, well, you know, we see how how much discomfort they're in because right. not everyone going through menopause needs medication. Right. Um, some women need nothing. Some women can get by with using a natural supplement, and there are various things out there that contain um, soy, black cohosh, things like that. And I can always recommend um, certain brands that are more helpful than others, and mm-hmm. it's always worth trying something like that to see if that's helpful. But then there are always women who will need um, hormone replacement therapy, and so that's a big hot topic because it's gotten some negative attention over the years. But right. honestly, for the woman who is suffering, there's nothing like hormone replacement therapy. Um, there's no other thing that will help as well as hormone replacement therapy. It's not for everyone, right? But for women who don't have contraindications, um, it can be life changing. So, what are some of the contraindications where you wouldn't use it? Well. The biggest one is smoking. So mm-hmm. women who smoke should not use hormone replacement therapy. Um, women who have bad cardiovascular history, so women who've had heart attacks, strokes, 
uh, uncontrolled high blood pressure should not use it. Hmm. Um, women who have had a contraindication to using estrogen for, you know, clotting disorders or certain autoimmune diseases, women who have um, liver problems, um, things like that. Um, women who've had breast cancer should not use it. Um, and there are other, you know, kind of minor uh, details that are less common, um, but those are the major contraindications. Right. And I know women that have used it, they feel like they've gotten their life back. A lot of women, yes. they feel like they've gotten their Absolutely. life back, you know, because Absolutely. they're because they're so but they also feel they aren't as achy. They don't feel as run right. down. You know, it gives them that right. boost to energy. Well, yes, because there are estrogen receptors everywhere on your body. Right. You know, they're on your skin, mm-hmm. they're on your in your digestive tract, they're in your urinary tract, they're on your brain. Wow. And, and so it really does affect every part of your being. And, and that's why women feel like they've gotten their life back, because right. you're replacing what they no longer have. Right. And what, how, what is a safe time frame? Like, how long do you use it? Because I know some women are on it just way too long. Right. Well, you know, it's always a risk and balance uh, right. discussion. Right. So, um, it, and it's variable how, how long women need it. And uh, as I mentioned previously, some women have these symptoms of menopause essentially forever. Right. So um, we, year to year, will reevaluate. Definitely after five years, um, studies show that there's some increase in risk. Mm -hmm. So if a woman's on it for five years, I tend to do kind of a trial of weaning off and see whether she still needs it. Right. And guess what? If she still needs it, and she understands the risks, then we go back on. Right. Um, because, you know, it's a quality of life issue. Right. And no one wants to be miserable. And, I'm, you know, if a woman understands the risks right. and um, the quality of life that she gets back from this treatment outweighs these risks for her, and it's a very individual decision, then, then it's worth it. You know, one of the risks, of course, if, you know, we always look at the breast cancer risk, right? Because right. some right. women, a lot of the, some of the breast cancers out there are def- definitely reactive to the estrogen receptors, which we just talked mm-hmm. about. So right. one of the things when I was in um, the imaging industry with the radiologist we saw was women that took hormone replacement therapy, the breast density or the, th- the thickness to mm-hmm. their breast increased. Right. which it made it harder to read the mammograms. So do you see right. that on some of the reports that you get? Well, you know, of course our breast changes, and, and there are estrogen receptors in the breast and there are progesterone receptors in the breast. We know that. We know that um, in young women who have um, breast tenderness whenever they're approaching their period. Right. Um, so we know that these hormones act on the breast. Um, and when there are breast tumors which are shown to have estrogen receptors and progesterone receptors, um, does extra estrogen progesterone over the woman's lifetime increase the risk of those? Yes. Mm. Um, but again, it's, um, it doesn't mean that every woman who receives hormone replacement therapy is going to have breast cancer. Right. We have to be very diligent about screening. Um, so mammograms become essential and we always use the lowest effective dose. Right. So we're not, we're being very careful about not over treating. We use the lowest effective, effective dose for the lowest time possible or the shortest time possible. We try to use transdermal, um, hormones whenever possible because that, uh, potentially decreases some of the exposure. 
Um, so that's the patch. There are things that we that's do. The patch. Yeah. Yep. So that's the patch okay. uh, for estrogen. Yeah. Yep. Um, we and you know the the other myth that I want to dispel is this whole concept of bioidentical hormones. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the hormones that we use are actually bioidentical, so um, they're identical to the hormones produced by the body. They're still made by a pharmaceutical company. They're mm-hmm. still FDA approved. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something that you're um, getting at a compounded pharmacy. Um, we're not using pellets, which are not, um, you know, they're not as closely monitored. So women don't need to see, um, you know, a, a, a physician who's um, outside of their gynecologist for this um, to get that's something important that they information. Don't think that yeah, that's important. Yes, exactly. Sometimes a woman feels that she ha- that she can't get bioidentical hormone therapy from her gynecologist, mm-hmm. which is absolutely not true. Um, the hormones that we use are are identical to the ones that are being produced by the body, um, and sometimes these are things that women hear or read in other sources. But I, it's it's I, sometimes I think it's my job to dispel these myths. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Want to be safe. Yes. Yes, and, you know, this is all FDA-approved, and it's very closely monitored by the gynecologist when it's done correctly. Um, and, you know, we go through all these steps, and we give women these inf- this information, and it's always a very informed process, which isn't always true when it's not being done by a board-certified gynecologist. That is that is a huge, huge piece. Um, Johnny's giving me the sign that it's two minutes left. Do you believe it? Oh, no. Where did that go? Didn't I tell you that the other day? You go, this isn't an hour as I know. I said a half hour, but I know we could do an hour. So you know what that means? That means you have to come back on. Absolutely. Anytime, Robin, you know it. So I have to bring you back on. So I want to make sure that we give you, you know, give your information out. So Dr. Arena Magadina, she's with Naugatuck Valley Women's Health Specialist, which is part of Trinity Health of New England Medical Group. Yeah. Uh, the main office is in Middlebury at... What is that? It's on um, Straight Turnpike. 87 Straight Turnpike. Thank you, Doc. And the phone number 203-575-1811. But she has a yes. brand new location. One brand one new office in Cheshire. Yes, in Cheshire. 1154 on Highland Avenue in Cheshire. And you can call the same number. Right, Doc? If yes. we, they want yes, to see absolutely. you in Cheshire. 203-575-1811. Um, welcoming new patients in the Cheshire office. So yeah. please call and make an appointment. We're real excited about that Cheshire office because our Cheshire office has a lot of women in it. So yes, we have yes, yourself. It's a beautiful location. It's gorgeous. And we have our urgent care attached to it. We have Dr. Rebecca Scandra, our cardiologist who goes out there. You have Heather Platt, APRN, Dr. Robbie Achima. It's kind of balanced by Dr. John Testa, but. We'll let him. We'll let him slide in. We'll let him slide. We'll let yeah, him slide. He, so more. He, he works. Yeah, it works. It works. So, Doctor Magadina, thank you again so much for joining us. Have a great oh, thank weekend. You. My pleasure. You too. Take care. Bye bye. Take care. Bye-bye. So, Johnny, how much time I got? Half a minute? 30 seconds. 30 seconds. So I'm going to have to say have an incredible weekend. I want to thank you for letting me be part of your morning. And again, Robin Sill, St. Mary's Hospital, Medically Speaking. If you want to learn any more about our programs, stmh.org. Click on Trinity Health of New England Medical Group, and you'll see all of our providers. Have a great weekend. 